That's right, you geeks. Welcome into the Echo Screen, the official podcast of the Clan of the Gray Wolf. As always, I am your host, the Commodore. And with me from afar over the internet is Rue. Rue, is everything still working? Yep, you still look oversaturated, but that's fine. All right. We're going to go with it. That's all. If that's the only issue we have tonight, then. Uh, then we're doing pretty good. So we are only, uh, oh, 12 minutes late. Um, pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, we can explain some of the technical issues we've been dealing with, uh, or at least I can. And uh, just remember, kids, if the entire stream dies in the middle of this. Then I dance for you. My then sex, Ru sexy will dance. dance for you. That's right. Boosh. <laughs> um, okay. So, um, so we are going to talk, as, as many of you know, so many of you that are Americans or, or know America. people that are. Uh, tomorrow is Thanksgiving Day here in the United States. Yep. Therefore, tell, tell us what Thanksgiving is for those of us who are not from the land of the free and the home of the brave. It's a celebration of death. Yep. Enjoy your death on a plate. Enjoy folks. your death, everybody. Have a nice day. That makes no sense. Um, yeah. So Thanksgiving has, um, you know what? You know why I like Thanksgiving now? Because it can't really be co-opted the way that like a Valentine's Day or Christmas or like, yeah, like. Uh, that's what they know, want you to think companies just kind of put all these specials around it and you know like try to turn it into something that it's totally not mm. thanksgiving really isn't that you know what thanksgiving is is like it can't be co-opted it's just about eating a lot of food for most people yep uh well as you <clears throat> is, are you finding that's the case for you yes exactly well you're about to fall off the live stream because and <laughs> I don't believe it. <laughs> no, it, it's coming back. But it sounds uh, like everything just crashed. You'd think that uh, you'd think that uh, Thanksgiving can't be co-opted by fantastic. <laughs> cannot be co-opted by the uh, evil corporate overlords out there. However, that's just what the makers of those uh, oven bags want you to think. So, <laughs> so. Commodore is uh, having his Windows 10 issues, as is tradition. So I'm going to go ahead and, and move on with uh, what we're doing right now. Uh, we'll be talking about... This is a one-man band, so it's time for my sexy dancing. Uh, we're going to be talking about things that we are thankful for. <laughs> things we are thankful for this holiday season. Boop. Yeah. Uh, Kami will be back when he is available. But uh, so we're going to be talking about things we're thankful for this holiday season. I'm going to go ahead and talk about uh, first, first off, this is kind of a grab bag issue or a grab bag of all sorts of different uh, topics that, that really we wanted to talk about, but don't make a great full uh, episode, basically. So one thing that I am thankful for, that I wanted to talk about. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get Kami's thoughts on this in, in just a minute as he resets his Skype. But I can't believe we didn't talk about this last time. But Star Trek's coming back. Uh, Star Trek, officially, in its 51st year, will be back on TV. Uh, this is a long, complicated story of why, well... Okay, if you're if you're at all a fan of Star Trek, you know that there have been five five main shows 
you know, started out in the 60s with the original series. And then in Next Generation, when that launched in 87, there was a Star Trek show, at times multiple ones, on TV from 1987 through 2005, I want to say, which is when Enterprise ended. And um, <clears throat> the thing is, is that since then, it's been a hiatus. There's been two Star Trek movies, obviously, the J.J. Abrams movies. Um, but that's about it. Up um, oh, and uh, let's see. Commodore is joining us again live. Potentially. Okay. <laughs> hey, you moved to your other computer, didn't you? Yep, I did. I did. But hey, you, you can you, you can hear me, can't you? We can. So good enough. All right, I'm going to take it. We're going to move with that. Uh, let let me explain some of the technical issues that, that 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 I've solved and that that yet remain. Well, I already moved on to talking about Star Trek, so I don't know if people care about your technical issues. Okay, well, let's talk about Star Trek. I'm excited to talk about Star Trek. Thank you. Good. Yeah. So, so I was just giving the rundown of how. So we haven't had Star Trek since 2005. No. The reasoning behind that, we've had movies which are put out by Paramount. Uh, but for the first time ever since Enterprise came off the air, Star Trek is, is split up in terms of who owns what. Uh, the movies are owned by Paramount and our, the rights to the movies are owned by Paramount. Meanwhile, CBS owns rights for pretty much everything else. Books, TV, right. etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. It's a complicated system as to why this is, but basically it turns out that uh, Once Upon a Time... Uh, Paramount and uh, Desilu, which became, I think, Viacom or whatever. Mm -hmm. These these were two different companies, Paramount TV, Paramount Pictures. They're two different companies under the same umbrella, which I think was Viacom. But anyway, the point is, is that through various corporate machinations, uh, those entities became separated approximately a decade ago. So... So it's it's uh, complicated and CBS has finally worked out a way to go ahead and use the TV rights to try to make something interesting and new, hopefully. Um, now, <clears throat> the interesting thing is that they don't have the rights to the relaunched Star Trek movie, you know, properties, you know, like, right. The things that have been that universe that's been set up. Yeah. That is JJ Abrams and the, the and Abrams verse, so right? That is yeah. Paramount's baby. So gotcha. this is going to be something new. There's literally no information on it except that it's going to be something new, um, or at least unrelated to anything in the you know that's already been that out. we've seen before. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So it opens up a whole wide universe of what we could see. I'm excited. So some of the now having said that, some of the people involved with. Um, you know, the the creation of these movies are also involved with the TV because hey, they can work on whatever they want. Right. Um, I think, I think, uh, is it Robert Orkey or Orsi, whatever. Uh, anyway, so this has caused some consternation on the parts of people, especially Trekkies who hate the new movies. <laughs> <laughs> of which there are a few. Which and I can, I can somewhat understand that, you know, whatever. This is a, this is a long and old conversation yeah. about ah, these aren't real Star Trek movies etc cetera, etc cetera. to which I'll say okay yeah it's not like your classic Star Trek but there's only so much you can fit in a movie format you need something yeah. that's more exciting more action grabbing otherwise you get something that's basically a glorified next generation episode like um, like Insurrection was right right or something that flat out is crap like uh, Nemesis so yes. um, I, I do not begrudge Abrams and co for making the new Star Trek movies more actiony, a little less classic Star Trek, because yeah. it has energized 
the franchise again. And I think Ooh, that's I a big see what reason. you did there. Yeah, see, get it. And, and and because of that, we now have a new new show. So anyway, your thoughts. Yeah. Coming coming well, in 2017, which will be the year after, like I said before, the 51st year. It's the year after the 50th anniversary. The other thing, well, so I'm excited, but I think the other thing is that uh, that's of, of significance here is how the show is going to be broadcast is apparently, mm-hmm. um, and I don't remember it's, if it's the first two, but only the first episode is going to be shown on broadcast television. Supposedly that is the case. Yes. It'll be shown on CBS. So this mm-hmm. is the, fr- and interestingly <clears throat> tangent here. I watched an interesting uh, documentary, which is on Netflix, called mm-hmm. which you should totally watch, and and others out you uh, of you out there who are fans of Next Generation called Chaos on the Bridge. Ooh, this is great! It was put together by. Um, it's there now. It's on there now. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Okay, put, I gotta put, get on that. It was put together by. It came out this year. Put together by Shatner, who's done a few of these documentaries. He also did uh, the Captains or something. That, like that. was fantastic. Captains exactly. is great. And so, yeah. so this basically looks at the first two seasons of Star Trek: Next Generation, which many will say mm-hmm. is absolute garbage in general. Yes. Uh, yes. But this looks at the the background story as to what the hell was going on and why everything was so crazy. It was just, yes. I, I don't, I can't even. I don't even want to go into it because it's a long diversion, but it's really good and it's very interesting. What was my point? Um, <laughs> so, so, oh, my point this is into how it's going to be broadcast. I'm sorry. Yeah, my point is is that I learned from that because I always wondered as a kid, like, hmm, how come like Star Trek, all these Star Trek shows, like Deep Space Nine, Next Generation, they're like not on real quote unquote networks. They're either on like Fox at like 5 p.m. on Saturday, or they're on the WB or the CW or whatever. It's like, what, right. why aren't these on? What's like, going on? These are on big. These should be on big networks. And the thing is, this Star Trek Next Generation actually was a pioneer of first-run syndication, which is shows that were sold into syndication, meaning that they were not in prime time. They sold every, they sold packages of shows to every uh, you know local TV station out there in, in every market, and they did it that way in order to make more money, basically. Um, I had no idea about I, that. It was really interesting. But anyway, all that being said, this is the first time that a Star Trek, since the original series, that a Star Trek show will be on broadcast television at least for the first episode see that's cool and i think the other the other piece of that is i I hope that the show does well enough to where they decide that hey maybe we should keep it on broadcast or that maybe they can move it to one of the multitude of cbs owned cable networks um that would be great however i think uh what i remember reading was that Instead, they're going to they're going to opt for an online only distribution mm-hmm. past the first episode. Um, yeah, this is uh, an interesting CBS, CBS All Access or something like that. Yeah, um, but, but so, but this is kind of a first for them, if I remember correctly, because mm-hmm. they've never done the original content thing only online. Am I right about that? Uh, Yes, this will be the first show that CBS is creating that will be online only, basically. That's what I thought. This will be like the flagship of their online streaming service. You know, they're trying to become the next Netflix, the next Hulu, whatever. Right. Or, well, and Amazon Video. Amazon Prime Video, etc. And a lot of people are bemoaning that. They're like, oh, screw that. I don't want to have to pay an extra, whatever, seven, eight, ten dollars a month just to subscribe and see this and blah, blah, blah. Right. To which I'm like, is this what people were clamoring for for, for years? Yeah. Like, uh, this, this is this is a la carte 
uh, that's exactly what it is. Programming that TV programming that people have been whining and and complaining to the government about or in general for years like oh break up you know so we can pick and choose what channels we want that's what this is folks you know if you you wanted it it, i support it you know it's it's better than i would rather pay you know 10 bucks for netflix you know uh 15 bucks for hbo uh etc etc um and then you know 10 bucks for cbs instead of here's my 140 bucks for cable so i can have (laughs) a thousand channels only five of which i'll watch right so true plus it's on demand which is even better so yeah, and I think that the reason I not to defend necessarily the the other position here, but, now, but having, the, having said sorry to interrupt, having said that, I don't yeah. know if this will work for CBS, but they're giving it a shot. So yeah, which is great, good for them. I think it's a great idea. The uh, again, not to necessarily defend the other position here, but I think that concept is really about the channel basis, and this seems to be built more or less right right now around Star Trek because, as you said, it's the flagship. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So what I do, I want to pay seven dollars a month for the flagship. Not necessarily. But if there's other content that might be there, then then sure. Maybe seven dollars a month is, is actually reasonable. I don't know. Yes. Um, um, we'll have to see by the time this this debuts in two years. So. Right. A lot, um, of, time. A lot of things can happen between now. And exactly. Then. And we don't know anything about it. Uh, I mean, a lot of people are negative um, because of the people involved who were also involved, some of the people that were also involved in the movies. Plus the fact that CBS isn't known for its really in-depth, thoughtful shows necessarily. We'll put it that way. What do you mean? What? What? <laughs> so, <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. but I reserve all judgment until we actually get some information. I refuse to be a negative Nelly about this until we know a yeah, little bit too. more. I am hopeful. I am hopeful. Uh, speaking on trying, on trying not to be a negative Nelly about some of the news that's uh, come out recently. I'll, I'll move on to another topic, unless you covered my other topic I wanted to bring up. I'll, I, I've only been talking about Star Trek okay, since good. the beginning because I just rolled right into it. So go ahead. What okay, do you, well, what, I, I what can't blame you... my computer for missing this one then. So what are you thankful for? Uh, well, before we move into that, I, I was I was going to bring up the fact that MST3K, ah. I mentioned on the last show, was actually, um, it actually got funded. Uh, up to the the what I think it was three episodes that 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 they were going to initially do, and they're continuing to drive on to try and get to the twelve episode threshold. Um, and as we talked about last oh, time, oh yeah, they totally. It's exciting oh. that MST three K is 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 moving forward. It's, I I now know it's going what, to happen now. So I'm looking. I have brought up the uh, the Kickstarter page right now. Yes, and now I can see why you. Uh, before the show started, we were talking a little bit about it, and you had some consternation about the. Uh, I did the about some recent developments. Yeah. Correct. So, so when we last spoke, it was just Joel relaunching the show, no details. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, except for the fact that we were pretty sure that Joel would not be in the show himself, and would very, at the very least, not be hosting the show, which mm-hmm. I had to give him major credit for. Which is fine because, too. Yeah. Yeah. This is, not, in fact, that for me was a commercial to watch the show. Because I think too many times, you know, there's a new, there's a, uh, there's a show now that stars Bruce Campbell and it's, it's, you know, it's, um, uh, why can't I think of the name of the series now? The movies he made, the, the, with the chainsaw hand, uh, uh, Dark, Evil Dead. Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. So, so there's a series with him on it now and it just feels in many ways like they're trying to grab with the same exact character, they're trying to grab you know that nostalgia and just kind of uh, reuse some of those Ash versus the tropes. Evil Dead, I think. Ash versus the yeah. Evil Dead. Thank you. I caught some of that the other day, 
it didn't didn't seem all that exciting to me. So what I don't like is when people try to go and rehash the past just using the same characters. It would be as to, to me like if they had made the, the seventh Star Wars movie, which comes out next month. And, you know, it was it was it didn't have any new characters. It was actually focused on Han Solo and Princess Leia. Like, I don't need more movies about them. We had their movies. Let's move on to something else. Right. Oh, yeah. We're getting like Joel, a Star Wars movie every year now. Yeah, which is, you know, for the, cool, for fine. The, That's cool. For the future. Yeah, I can dig it. It's the same thing as Marvel, right? Um, Although the, the Rogue One movie coming out next year does sound pretty intriguing. Uh, dude, I'm, I'm I, you know, I'm, I'm not convinced. That, until I see something that's horrible, I'm not going to say it's bad, right? We're Fair. not going to be negative. This, excuse me, sir. This is the internet. What are you saying? <laughs> yeah. Excuse me. This. Everything is awful. Is terrible. Um <laughs> So I'm glad Joel's not doing it for those reasons, right? So that was the only thing we knew. Now we know a little bit more. We've got two hosts that have been announced. Mm-hmm. Um, Looks like the main host and the the evil, um, the, the 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 mad the the mad yes. mad doctor. Right. So the host is a Canadian stand-up comedian. I think I got that right. Um, and I forget the gentleman's name. I'm not sure. He is not familiar looking to me. Yeah, I think his name's like Jonah Ray or something like that. I don't remember. Anyway, I think I've seen him before. Looks like a person that would host MST3K. No problem there, right? Don't know much about him. Mm-hmm. The second That's cast, fine. Felicia Day. Yep. And now I'm out. <laughs> you're wait. Okay, so now now you're getting into internet uh, internet well, no. denizen part portion. Yes. You're you're out just because of Felicia Day. I hate Felicia Day. I uh, hate her. Like you hate hell, all Montagues and thee? Well, not quite that much. <laughs> um, not as much as I hate, like, you know. Hawaiian pizza? Hawaiian pizza. Or, <laughs> you know, or anything else with pineapple on it. I, I, I just, I can't, I can't see that happening, right? I, I'm not even wed to the Pearl Forester, you know, concept. I'm not necessarily saying that they need to have the same exact person. I, not that at all. But Felicia Day is not what they call a good actress, nor is she particularly talented. So not saying that we are. Yeah, either no, of those no, things. No, I don't. I'm not on the show. Did they announce me as the host? Yes. No. Yes, they did. Otherwise, people could complain about me. What the hell is this idiot you're, doing there? You're the next. Nothing. You're the next evil henchman. We, we, we oh, should. Great. We should announce that now. Actually, shave my head. You yep. know, paint myself in, in the the white paint, and I can be the next brain guy. Oh yeah, brain guy. I remember that. Uh, yeah, so you remember the show. My point is, <laughs> I, 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 I had high hopes for this because I thought there were some pretty cool things about it, and, and, and I probably will still end up watching at least one episode because it's Mystery Science Theater 3000, let's face it. But with Felicia Day, I, c- come on. Joel, you but, couldn't have come up with somebody better than that? Hey, to quote Nash in the chat there, <laughs> you're being silly. I'm being silly. Uh, okay, How so I... I'm not the I'm not a huge fan of Felicia Day, but I don't dislike her. I'm I'm kind of like ambivalent. I'm like, man, okay, whatever. But I mean, she's just the mad scientist. She's like in the bumper uh, uh, segments. If she was like the host, I'd be like, yeah. eh, okay, I don't know if this is gonna work. But right. I don't care if she's in the bumper segments. It's like, okay, whatever. This is still mystery science theater. It's still got Joel right as like head writer, yeah. head everything. So yes, uh, and he brings. He brings the funk, exactly. Yeah. What? The funk and the funny. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. You are such a negative Nelly. I, maybe I'm throwing the baby out with the bathwater. I just, that, you know, you and I already talked about the fact that we love 
I think out of the two hosts from the previous show, you not 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 that it's a competition. I think both you and I would pick Mike. Is that fair to say? Oh, two, yeah. I think anyone sane would pick Mike as a better host. Yeah, I, I think Mike is just he's just the host. I mean, he's he's the host with the most. And I also particularly liked, but I like Doctor Murphy, and Bill Corbett. Oh yeah, yeah. As uh, the voices of Crow and and Tom Servo. I would pick and choose of all sort uh, all different part, parts of the different uh, incarnations. Okay. I like I like Doctor Forrester better than Pearl Forrester, but yeah, I liked I liked Bobo and Brain Guy better than TV's Frank. Oh yeah, TV's uh, Frank was terrible. Whatever, but I mean, it, in the end, no one is there just for the bumper segments. People are there to like watch them riff on movies. This has True. become such a thing now. This is let's plays. You know, right. this you know, MST3K is like the great grandfather of, of let's plays of or, or yes. let's react videos or any kind right. of ridiculousness on YouTube. So. Right. Um, yeah, and that's what people want to see. So, I am I am excited about that part, and and I think my my point in bringing all that <laughs> stuff up was that, you know the 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 fact that Mike and and Kevin and 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 Bill were not associated with this project mm-hmm. was already kind of a a tough thing for us to swallow because I think you and I both really loved all those characters, um, and you know this to me is kind of strike two i'm not saying it's strike three yet i'm not wait what was strike one strike one said that that mike and oh oh i'm sorry I Bill and, yeah no, exactly aren't, aren't attached to the to the to the to the show because i thought those guys were fantastic and i thought they were really a lot of the lifeblood of what made the show good especially in later years um so we'll see what happens i'm just i don't approve of the felicia day thing people can change maybe she'll get out of the way maybe it won't be horrible but I have a funny feeling. So, it will be only two strikes, not three. Therefore, would you say that you are thankful that MST3K I'm, is back? I'm thankful that MST3K is back. It's a thing again. Yeah. You know what I wish I had was my old, my old Mystery Science Theater 3000 shirt. You remember that? Oh the, yeah. Yeah. I wish I had that. I don't have that anymore. It's gone. Didn't you get that in high school when you were that a senior dating a freshman? And she gave I got it, it in to high you. school. Or no, that's, Is that that's, how that happened? No, she didn't give I it to you. That's what struck up a conversation, and that's how you guys started dating. Ah, see, I was about to say, I, I don't think, I think I bought that shirt. Some people might call that, well, never mind. Anyway, I just wanted to Now I really want to know where you were going with that. Anyway, <laughs> um, yes, that is something I'm thankful for. Thank you for the segue. Folks, we are going to talk tonight, as, as Rube un, uh, de- definitively told you while I was thwarting several of my technical issues um that uh we were going to talk tonight about things that we're thankful for in gaming well in general uh, really and, and i think in general but i but i i think i think for me i'm going to stick to to a lot of cool game things okay because uh, it's what i've been thinking about but that's okay we can we can talk about all kinds of stuff i mean i feel we've already kind of started that basically yeah we no, should right. we should have thing and, and here's the thing not not the thing that i like not the thing that's anyway Here's the thing. You and I have always kind of had side conversations during the show, after the show. We always kind of say to ourselves, man, that's a cool thought, but I don't think it's a, it's a big enough thread to make the show, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, this show allows, this particular episode, before Thanksgiving, gives us an opportunity to talk about some of those things that we, we really like and would like to talk about. Um, so in some ways, this is kind of a hodgepodge, if you will. Mm-hmm. So let's let's keep the train going. I just went on one. Why don't you go for one? All right. What are you thankful for at uh, at this juncture? You know what I'm thankful for? The end of 2015. I'm I'm thankful for Gamergate. 
No, just kidding. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. I, coming. Think, I think everybody just left the chat. What? And um, it's like no one, no one wants to talk to us anymore. Nope. By the way, if you want to ask questions tonight, I am not on the chat right now, and I'm not going to go set all that stuff up. Just tweet me at it's the Commodore if you want to ask questions. We definitely are going to do a question answer portion of this program. So several of you already sent questions. Keep sending them at it's the Commodore. Go so ahead. here's a recent one. I am thankful for. You're going to be so shocked by this. I'm thankful for Nintendo and how they're still doing. Yeah. They're keeping on they really with that crazy thing that they call life. Yes. Uh, you, no, seriously, in, in, in a world, in a world, in a world, you did that much better than I did. Um, in a world where there's so much to be jaded up for in the, in, in the world of gaming, <clears throat> where, yes. you know, the next Madden or FIFA or Call of Duty 59 or right. the garbage mobile games that are out there. Not that all of them are garbage, but many are, you know, and just stories of, of uh, you know, employees who are, you know, used and abused by game studios that go in and out of business in the blink of an eye. You know, it's just like <sighs> such a garbage mill of, uh, of crap sometimes. I'll throw Gamergate on that whole thing too. Uh, both sides, pox on both their houses, uh, <laughs> just for for arguing about the most stupid crap. But the point yes. is that in that sea of garbage, you have a company that doesn't do things right all the time, or correct, or or whatever you want, most profitable, sure, maybe, sure. But they go to their own the tune of their own drummer. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I mean, they definitely do that. The the, the recently departed uh, Satoru Iwata definitely had a big hand in keeping. Keeping Nintendo weird, um, yep. you know, and, and keeping on their own Nintendo path. Nintendo, yep. exactly. They just make, I mean, okay, the first thing that they want to do is make money. They're a business. Mm -hmm. But beyond that, they want they should do that. They want to do that by making fun games. They do. They, they don't want to. I'll listen. go beyond that. Even fun experiences to a certain extent. Yeah. Which they did with the Wii, where we didn't have necessarily a particularly fun game, but it was just a fun experience. Yeah. Um, and they did a great job with that. And and the Wii U, even though it's certainly not going to be winning this console generation or anything like that, no, uh, or even necessarily be a success in many people's eyes, I still enjoy. I, I it's it's got enough unique things on it to make it my favorite console of the new generation. Yeah, it's and, great, and it is. It really is. And they can still pull out surprises. I'm going to segue mm -hmm. now into cloud being in Final Fantasy, or sorry. Well, yeah, cloud being from Final Fantasy VII being in Super, Super Smash Brothers, which we also yep. didn't talk about. How, You're preempting some of the uh, questions from our, our our folks, but keep going. This is good. How yeah. how ridiculous is that? How crazy? Yeah, I, not not certainly not something I would have expected. If you if you no had given me that. probably fifty shots, no, at figuring out who the next character would be, I would I would be <clears> zero <throat> for fifty right now. It would not have been Cloud. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, think about it. Cloud. It's crazy. It's from Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII is the is a PlayStation game. Mm -hmm. Final Fantasy VII was pretty much the consummation of the relationship between Sony and Square, and and pretty much the nail in the coffin for Square and Nintendo. It's like all these things would have been completely wrong for Cloud to be in, yeah, in 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 Smash Brothers, and 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 there it is. So but, I was shocked by that. And that's and that and that's that, I mean in the end that's a that's a relatively small thing to get excited over. But it's yeah. 
it's emblematic of the you know what Nintendo can still surprise us. You know they can they still s- surprise us. Uh, That's right. Super Mario Maker, which has gotten surprisingly rave reviews, is is incredibly successful in terms of the Wii U for software. Uh, that's something that a lot of people did not expect to be as awesome as it became. Um, I'm hoping they can still pull some lightning out of the bottle with the NX. But there's still a lot to be seen with that. But I mean, or, or the new Legend of Zelda, uh, which looks like they'll be taking an actual departure from the formula in that mm-hmm. case. I mean, it's funny to say that Nintendo likes to innovate and things like that because they do. But at the same time, they also kind of milk some series. Um, yes, like Legend of Zelda, like Super Mario Brothers, uh, but they still make really good games. Like Super Mario Galaxy is is one of the best Super Mario games out there, and that mm-hmm. only came out a few years ago, and it was like what twentieth in the series practically. But um, anyway, all that say, yeah, I, the the world, the gaming world needs Nintendo in it for people. Uh, I think um, <clears throat> uh, Chris Kohler said something on the latest uh, Game Life podcast, which was which kind of struck me uh, as very hitting true where people like Michael Pactor who gets quoted all the time as some whenever sort, there's an earnings report. Any, yeah. Yeah. Anytime there's something with the business of video games, people ask Michael Pactor for some reason, what he thinks uh, yeah. he's been saying forever. Oh, Nintendo just needs to you know drop the hardware, go third party, make mobile games. It'll be great. Right. And, and uh, you know, Kohler Kohler said uh, that is, probably good for a short-term business that that is the view a short-term businessman would would take because their stock would certainly bump up in the short term they'd make their money nintendo would eventually fall off the radar and and into obscurity Um, yes somewhat like sega not that they're obscure but they've definitely fallen off since they've left uh right making their own blazing their own trail and he said you know nintendo hasn't been in 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 business since the 1880s by by thinking short term so that's true or or getting into the to the to the fad of the moment and and just saying goodbye yes and and i think nintendo it help in its own weird quirky way can help spur other portions of the game industry to do interesting and new things so here here's one thing the only one thing i i would like to say something about that that you just covered which which probably could use a little more time on it is some people complain because you talked about the recycling of material for nintendo games Mm -hmm. and and uh some people say some people knock nintendo i'm not one of these people but some people knock nintendo for um just kind of making the same game over and over and over again but here's what i would say I think there is such a thing at there being a really, really good and fun experience and making something, again, that's very similar to that, that just gives you more of that good thing, right? There's always, there's always too much of a good thing that can happen too, right? That's a risk you run. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if... And, and a lot of the, a lot of time, the, the example gets thrown out of, of Half-Life 1 and Half-Life 2, for example. Half-Life 2 is really kind of just recycled Half-Life 1 with better graphics in a, on a newer platform, right? Or in, in terms of uh, graphics and so on and so forth, right? The new engine. But it's pretty much the same game, right? Got a, a few things here and there. Yeah, yeah, I guess but, but But guess what? Half-Life 2 is fantastic. Yeah. It's a great game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Getting it, more of the people same would, thing people wouldn't is be, good. People wouldn't be clamoring for a Half-Life 3 exactly now you know to be fair they haven't made 20 half-life threes but or you know any of the half-life iterations whatsoever but but i guess my point is 
I don't mind. I think every, you know, of the one of those new Super Mario Brothers and then fill in the rest, right? Mm-hmm. All those games have been solid. They've been solid, fun experiences that exploit the same formula that has been there since 1985. And well, it's still fun. It's fun. They still find, yeah. I mean, that, at the core, that's the, well, the important takeaway is that the vast majority of these games are fun. They're you fun. And, and it's not necessarily about having the greatest storylines. Well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, an Italian plumber, you know, saving a, a princess from a dinosaur. Like, what, what the heck does, does that, you know, that doesn't make any sense. So it's not necessarily supposed to be cohesive story-wise. And by the way, who cares? If it's a fun experience, that's what's important. And, you know, having, having now a Wii U myself and having played some of the newer iterations of some of my favorite games, I, I think Mario Kart 8, is probably the best entry in the series. Oh, it's I, really good. I, I love that game, and I haven't even played it halfway through yet, but it's phenomenal. It's very good, and I love Mario Kart Seven too. I was like, oh, yeah. this is amazing too. It, it's it it yeah. I mean, we're we're kind of belaboring the point now, but yeah, it, yeah. Nintendo just knows how to make fun games. Basically, yeah. Uh, not everything's a, a hit, but I, every generation they seem to have something new too. Like Splatoon yeah. was was a real surprise hit. Uh, yeah. that, that, that kind of took the first-person shooter genre and added interesting, quirky things to it. Uh, and it's done really well. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, I think that's cool. So that's, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, thankful, thankful for Nintendo. I think we can all be thankful for Nintendo. As you say, the industry needs Nintendo. Or else it just doesn't feel like the same industry. That would be very sad. You could lose a lot of developers, but you, couldn't, you, you just can't lose Nintendo. I agree. All right. Um, so now my turn. Yep. I am thankful that we have massive open world um, RPGs from Bethesda. <laughs> have you played so, Fallout 4? I haven't played Fallout 4. Okay. But but but, but here's and, – and you know, I don't have a tremendous history with Fallout, by the way. But what I – the reason I say this, let me let me make my case, then we'll get back to the defense. Okay. The reason I say I'm thankful for that is because <clears throat> we live in a world today where the AAA title seems to be going the way of the Dodo, where people spend less money, less time, less development cycles, um, you know, uh, uh, fewer people, fewer staff, trimmed down, all that kind of stuff, to kind of crap out over time these multiple iterations of smaller experiences rather than really trying to make the magnum opus game. Is that fair to say? I think so. Yeah, sure. All right. So, um, you know, there are exceptions to that rule that that's certain, right? There's, there's always gonna be exceptions to the rule, but Bethesda in, in my mind has continued with, with a, with that similar formula of we want to make huge, um, beautiful and and demonstrably iterative, iterative um, versions of triple A massive titles, and by all accounts, right? I think Fallout Four. The people have I've seen complaints, but but I I think by and large the reviews have been phenomenal for Fallout Four. I'm not surprised by that. Some um, some some people have things to complain about, but. I'm even more looking overall forward. good, overall very good, right? 
But um, I'm, I'm even more, as you know, looking forward to what this could potentially mean for the next Elder Scrolls game, um, yes. which to me will be, you know, probably based on the engine from Fallout 4, which is how they usually do these things. But I'm really glad they have that stuff because for the kind of games that I like to play, um, those guys are, are making them. Right. I don't necessarily need a new Assassin's Creed every single year. I don't play Call of Duty. I'm not a huge multiplayer guy. Um, I like games that are big and fun as a single player experience and still make you say wow while you're playing it. And to me, there's not many that do it as well as Bethesda, if if really any at all. So um, so I'm thankful for the the huge open world AAA experiences from Bethesda Softworks. <laughs> well, all right. I think that's a that's a that's a that's a fair one. Um, yeah, it's good. I mean, come on, it's just, this thing just came out. It's big. It's, I, that's even newsworthy. I wasn't <clears> even like digging for that one. Um, anyway, your turn. <laughs> okay, the, my last one. <clears throat> I am thankful for the golden age of TV that we're living in, which is ironic because of the whole mm. thing going on with which we kind of already touched on about. TV streaming versus traditional cable and, and right. how we're kind of transitioning. But um, so I just got finished watching uh, the Jessica Jones series that came out on Netflix. Yes. Uh, which I assume you haven't watched because, you know, you have weird things like kids to look over. Uh, sure. But, um, and, and Windows 10. And to, Windows uh, 10 to mess with. To foster. Um, right. But uh, did you watch like the Daredevil one at all? I didn't. You you told me you 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 felt that was pretty good series. It was very good. Um, you know that and same with Jessica Jones. Very good. These are the two new Marvel series that have come out on Netflix, specifically made out for Netflix. So they are able to do things like swear and though not graphic sex scenes. I mean things right. like they have sex scenes that are not. What, what am I trying to say? Not graphic but explicit. If that makes sense. Ah uh, um, yes. Yes. So like they don't show boobies or anything like that. But you, yeah. you know it's like. It feels like a lived-in, gritty kind of world that they couldn't yeah. show on ABC. Or, hell, even in a movie, because they want the movies to be, you know, PG yes. or, or something like that. Basically, as as wide-reaching as possible. Netflix is yes. like, whatever, we'll do whatever. You know, we're like Game of Thrones, or not Game of Thrones, House of Cards. Um, yeah. Where we can just say whatever, because we're Netflix. We're not, we're not yeah. on TV or whatever. We don't play by those rules. Exactly. So, anyway... Yeah. <laughs> that is their that is their uh exact um motto is netflix we don't play by those rules beat it eat it um so anyway all that to say so that's just one example but you have things like uh breaking bad which recently ended you have game of thrones on right now i just said house yep. of cards uh yep. walking dead which a lot of people mm -hmm. i mean the thing is i mean i talk with so many people at work well, not so many, but I talk with people, the people I normally talk to at work and, and something we normally talk about is like, oh, you're watching this show. Oh, no, I got to catch up on that. Have you watched this? Oh, yeah, I've heard of that's really good. There's so many good shows out there on television. Yeah. You cannot follow them all unless you just sit, go home every day from work and, and watch it for six hours straight. Um, yeah. The Flash, which is uh, another superhero show that's really fun and, and good and and. Anyway, but, 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 but all that all that rambling is a, we, we are truly I mean, think back to show think back like even 10 years ago when we had some really good shows like Lost and Battlestar Galactica. There was still really a, only a handful of great shows on. 
It's uh, true. And and strangely enough, not not maybe not strangely enough, but the whole idea of streaming becoming a thing has made some excellent quality programs see the light of day that might not have before. Like I just said, mm. something like uh, Daredevil or Jessica Jones would really only be able to be shown in this format in the way that they are presented this kind of dark way on something right. like HBO or Showtime. And, you know, there's only so many that they can take on. Um, right. Another good example is man in a high castle, which I also hear is excellent on Amazon video. Mm. Um, my point being, yeah. So, so I think more now than at any point in the past, it's funny. We've, we've kind of mentioned this before, but you know, the state of Hollywood where everything is kind of mired in, sequels and remakes and blah, 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 rehashing the old things <clears throat> because they take such huge, they need huge, they, they can't take very large risks because they, they, to keep the giant wheels turning, they need to have the safe bets, you know, to, yes. to, to reel in money and, and the streaming services in particular, but also a lot of these cable channels like AMC have been able to take more risks that are more interesting um that's right having said that there's starting to be a little bit of creep coming in where things like fear the walking dead which is like yeah uh, okay you know yeah, it's all right it's fine but it's like are we gonna start doing this now with these you know uh some of these shows that are you know and obviously you know marvel was seeping into every portion of our lives but yeah, yeah. we're definitely in a golden age of television and it's 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 excellent to see such quality on the small screen uh that's is available at your fingertips you don't even need to sit around until like 9 p.m on on tuesday night to watch it or something like that no and i think i think you and i talked about this before there is a it's funny how things have really inverted you know i think very few directors want to make feature films now because feature films are are they're so stressful um you know the the the, the studios spend so much money on these productions <clears throat> they 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 have to be huge hits in order to make really any kind of money. Um, you know, there's there's huge marketing dollars. You hear all the time, uh, like uh, for example, what just happened with the Fantastic Four movie, where a director is very unhappy with the movie that that uh, that the studio actually ends up releasing because it doesn't have anything to do with what he was trying to accomplish. Um, feature films, in some ways, has become the place to recycle. Mm-hmm. Or to be kind of on the indie slash avant-garde side uh, and sneak in a hit, right? Um, or it's in other words, it's it's kind of it's kind of the opposite of the way it used to be, where film was really seen as a higher art than television. Was, oh yeah, the, right? from the beginning of time up until now, basically. Yeah, and 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 now I think that's inverted substantially. The movies are always the movies. I think that's you know. The, yeah. I, for one, am glad that we're going to get a new Star Wars movie in a month and that we're not just going to get a new Star Wars television series. I'm glad about that. I can't wait to go to the experience, go to the movies, experience Star Wars in the movies, and hopefully it'll be fantastic and we'll all be ranting and raving about it. I already got my um, ticket. Well, you're doing better than me because I don't expect to see it till February now. Point uh, is, um, I know, I know it's going to be an awkward, awkward set of podcasts in my case. <laughs> We'll anyway, have, we'll have a Commodore not watching Star Wars watch. Yeah, yeah, and I'll just have to like not look at the chat the entire time. Um, 
but so I, I'm really glad that that's happening in the theater because there is a there is a place for the theater. There's no question about that. Yeah, definitely. But I I think I think you hit it on the head. You would be hard pressed to find people out there now that would say that that TV is a lower art form mm-hmm. than film because to me the most creative people out there the most creative people are the ones making TV mm-hmm. because it takes such a different kind of creative toll than a film does um <clears throat> it's not necessarily about box office returns right off the bat it's it's a place to be creative. It's a place to be experimental. It's a place to, to, mm-hmm. to kind of uh, run through the well-worn paths, but also blazing new trails. You can do both of those. You can do either of those, and it will work. And you can uh, tell such a much – well, this is unfair. There are extraordinarily engaging movies, but you can weave uh, stories and, and narratives through series – yeah, <clears throat> TV series, and I mean modern TV series, which which generally run like ten episodes a season, twelve episodes a season. The old the old days of uh, you know twenty three episode seasons, which is eh, still what sitcoms do, but like that that's that can cause a lot of bloat. Um, but but modern tellings of, of of shows like that, like Game of Thrones, would be a terrible movie. Yes, awful. And people tried to make it for. Decades. You can't make not, you can't you cannot movie. make it into a into a good movie. No. Yeah. For uh, a deck tried to make it into a movie. Like I was yeah. and like I was saying before about Star Trek, it's like the whole ideals and everything that makes Star Trek Star Trek. You can kind of do in a movie, but there will be a lot of disappointed people in general. You really need a series to explore everything that makes Star Trek so good. Um, and and since the since we last saw Star Trek, the television renaissance has taken place. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's another, you know, tying it all back to the end to the new Star Trek series. Maybe we can capitalize on some of that where there's some maturity to the to the to the to the program here. Yep. And not not maturity is in it's going to be for mature audiences, maturity in the in the platform of the of the medium, I should say. Yeah. Um, And once, you know, we're it can be it can be more adept culturally rather than just being kind of they can take more know, risks for trekkies they can take yes. a few more risks and and you know what that's the one thing i want to say is that you know what all those shows i mentioned i don't believe any of them are on the big 3 networks or big 4 networks mm-hmm. um flash is on no, cw right. which yep. is more apt to, i think to take some risks but but the thing is is that there's something about the shows that are on the main networks that are kind of stale. They, Like I yeah. said, you couldn't have Jessica Jones or Daredevil on those networks because they have to go by certain decency and standards rules, etc. It has to be a lot more tame. Supergirl, um, which came out recently for CBS, I think it's doing pretty well. I watched a couple yeah. episodes. I fell asleep in the middle of the second one. I'm like, this That's isn't good. I'm like, this isn't bad. But yeah. the thing is that there's so much, much better superhero yeah. It's lukewarm. T- TV series out there. I would yeah. rather be watching. Um, right. And for people that don't, that only watch broadcast TV, that might suffice. But there's right. so many choices out there now, and almost a flood of choices, that it's it's difficult to latch on to something like that. So I mean, that's why Lost was so amazing for us because yeah. Lost was it took a lot of chances. It was a very strange show. Um, and you know, was on ABC, obviously, and ABC. And every every person that was associated with that show has tried to recreate it um, a thousand times since then. <laughs> but that, you're right. I mean, if I go, I, I stumble. I, you know, every once in a while, I'll just jump in 
to see what's going on with some of the shows that are big on some of the networks. I haven't seen Empire. Oh, um, sure. Although I've heard that that's kind of taken a little bit of a nosedive now. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I jumped into an episode of NCIS the other day and I wanted to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, it was just <laughs> mindless, now, crappy TV. Now you sound like you're on the Internet. Yeah, this is I mean, the worst was, thing ever. I wanted to kill myself. It, it was, I mean, it was pretty bad. And 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 here's the thing: if you showed NCIS today, right after Walker Texas Ranger from ten years ago, exactly <laughs> the same thing, right? I mean, it's 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 the same. Don't think too much about this. We're just going to dip your toe into a into a a mindless story here and try to give you a little thread to fo- it's like murder she wrote right i mean it's this is not high drama here right, right. it's um, just we're we're just going to tell some crazy stupid stories and you're going to watch because it's on broadcast networks so eat it <clears throat> that's what ncis <laughs> is and i have a funny feeling that's what every single one of those csi whatever shows are exactly the same way i'm sure they are and you're all about eating it tonight yeah i don't know some i don't know are you hungry cram it down your throat i don't, I don't know I, yeah, you're right I, I am i'm not sure why so i just want to finish that up by wrapping around back a little bit and saying that's something else that might be a boon to the mm. uh new star trek series being essentially a streaming cbs series as opposed yes. to network yes maybe because it's streaming they'll be able to take a few more uh risks maybe yeah, and, and i'm not, not saying, saying it will but you know no. what maybe but, but you know what we're also not saying? We're also not saying that we want Game of Thrones in space. I don't want that. What I think what I think I, yeah. I could definitely use from Star Trek side is the some of the best elements of classic Star Trek uh, on a mature medium like television now with some, with some very clever writing and the ability to tell good stories. Because like Nintendo games make, makes games that are fun. We watch TV shows because they can tell interesting compelling stories right <clears throat> yes it's that simple all right okay all right um, okay i'm gonna go on to another one that is a little more generic but i think it's they're all it's all tied together it's almost like two in one i think for wet naps yeah there you go i am thankful for one the resurgence of the pc in gaming but 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 I'll tie that up by saying I'm I'm thankful for online platforms that that do digital, digital distribution well, like Steam, like good old games. Oh, I was gonna say like good old games and Steam and Green Man it, Gaming. There's a lot of them now, actually. Exactly. So Humble Bundle, be, even. Yeah, because because those. Exactly, and don't indie gaming. There was like a whole thing there. I was going to go into another another story of another time, but <laughs> those things are tied together. I, I think you know, by and I, I feel to a certain extent like we're repeating ourselves here. But the the the, the PC's demise has been largely exaggerated. Okay, uh, yeah. If anything, people are tiring now of tablets in the, in their traditional sense. And tablets are kind of evolving into the another in between category. They're evolving into laptops, basically. They're evolving to laptops, and we've had laptops for forever. So I'm not sure why that's really a great evolution. But I think the other interesting thing here is really the architecture. So, you know, Macs, PCs, um, 
each game console, <clears throat> except for the, the Nintendo Wii U, um, you know, Steam machines, right? They're all based on x86, x86 architectures based on the Intel x86, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what we're seeing because of that, when you unify architectures, is the convergence of a lot of different experiences and being able to digest them in, a, in, in, in the same way among many different platforms. And I think the future of gaming is going to rely on that convergence a lot more than we do today. So for you to be able to play X, whatever that, the, the next game you want to play is, right? Let's, let's say the, the next Elder Scrolls game. Your ability to play that on your PC. The ability to play it at the same time on a game console and unifying that experience for people to play it multiplayer, unifying that experience between uh, console and PC. Those kinds of things to me are going to define a lot of the parameters of what's going to make gaming successful and make it bridge beyond the PC in the office or the console in the living room where it can live kind of anywhere. So I'm thankful for those things because they allow us to to easily get new content in ways that are very exciting. Mm-hmm. But secondly, because they they help us really bridge the gap um, from old to new, where we get a lot of those older games that we bring up to the new to, to to newer systems, and for the future. So I just did the present, the past, and now the future. Uh, the reason I'm thankful for it is because I believe that they're going to bridge all the gaps for the future in terms of all those different platforms coming together in something that looks remarkably cohesive. That is an interesting hope or, or, or a, that's a hopeful hope because yeah, it, is it, ra- is. it is rather uh, fragmented in general yes. right now. I mean, you even, we didn't even touch things like origin and uh, on for EA or stuff like that. But um, yeah, there's Guitar a lot Hero of different Alive platforms. It's kind of a, a thought there. Right. Yes. So it's 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 not there. It doesn't get there, but it takes a step. I think you're going to see that kind of convergence moving forward. With with a lot of games, you know, not necessarily cross console. Don't get don't get me wrong. Right. Sony and Microsoft are going to sit down in a back room and be like, okay, great. It's going to have the same experience on both. That's never that's not going to happen. Right. Mm -hmm. But the ability to move from what it would have traditionally not been competitive consoles, mobile devices, you know, onto a console, right? Those things have has usually not been combative. The ability to move to, you know, the experience between those those kinds of things, I think, will be very much a part of our future. And yes. I look forward to that. Anyway, well, so to, to focus more on more of the past and the present concerning those distribution, like digital distribution platforms for games, basically, yeah. which is what you're talking about. Um, right. I, I am overall happy about it. I am not so much pleased with the shift for AAA type games or 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 console games or things like that to be shipped you don't really get physical copies of PC games anymore even no. if you buy a box at Walmart it just has a, a code basically for a download so that's right. that's pretty much done with but right. and I, I see that shift happening uh sooner rather than later with console games as well, which doesn't make me pleased. I would always rather have a physical copy, uh, sure. especially since they're the same freaking price. But, but so that's, that's a negative, but the positive, I think is better. It, it outweighs the negative, I should say, because you have that distribution platform, which makes it very easy to distribute 
these indie games, these lesser known games that would not have a chance at life if, you know, this distribution system did not exist. And I think, and, that and it's a, brings it's a up community it, that too. Yeah. I mean, right? I mean if you've, you, did you, I mention I watched indie game, the movie, I can't remember that. Uh, I, you I, didn't tell me that, but, but good. That's, it's a great movie. It, it's it, awesome. It's, um, it's an excellent movie. Oh man. I wanted to discuss this. I'm going to tangent for a second now, but yeah, indie game, the movie is really good at, for looking into, I mean, it's a few years old now at this point, but also a Netflix good documentary. I'm sure most people yep. in the chat have seen it, <clears throat> but it, it's it's good in that it looks at it's kind of like Hero Dreams Dreams of Sushi, where mm-hmm. ostensibly it's a movie about sushi, ostensibly this is a movie about independent video games, but really it's more about the people behind the people that are making this this stuff that becomes popular and. And their demons that they have to yes. have to deal with. Almost everyone in in uh, indie game the movie has a certain set of of foibles, of demons, of of mental turmoil. I would even go as far to say that they have to that are uh, they're in various stages of of dealing with. I would say Jonathan Blow is not Jonathan Blow. Um, well, Jonathan Blow is in it. Uh, he had some surprising ones that I didn't even know about, uh, you know, kind yeah. of having to deal with basically online criticism after, oh, af- yeah. after reaching the summit, I wish there was more of him in the movie, but basically like, after reaching the pinnacle, after reaching and creating one of the most popular indie games of all time, he, he doesn't deal with criticism well, you know, and he's no. not a dick about it, but he just has the, feels the need to get in there and have arguments on the internet, which no one right. ever wins. No. Um, and then you have the, you can't win. No, yeah. and then you have that all the way through. You know, Team Meat, who made Super Meat Boy, and that couple of you know folks. One's pretty good at at realizing and going past his own demons. The other one, not as, not so much. All yes. the way down to uh, Phil Fish, who is not. He has some issues. Yeah, nothing but demons. Yeah, and yeah, I, I yeah. like I like I am honestly like he he's sitting there in the hotel room at some point like talking about how he wants to kill himself and he is yeah. not joking. No, uh, and I'm like holy poop, this guy. Yeah, this, this is need some help. Uh, yeah. I I just I just thought he was a dick before, and he's yeah he's still a dick, but like he he yeah. anyway, very good movie. Uh, and and it's interesting how it goes more into. The, the people who make these games and their what they have to deal with to do that. Anyway, right. uh, that was all a sidetrack. Yeah, it's okay. But um, that's good. What were we talking about? It's a good sidetrack. <laughs> it's a good sidetrack. It's a digital distribution. So, so yes. part of the indie game movie, it, which I maybe I think is where you were going, was um, <laughs> probably my favorite part is when the the team meet guys on opposite ends of the country mm-hmm. are like clicking. Because they know their game is about to jump onto Xbox Live, and they're like trying to trying to see if the game becomes available, right? And they're sitting there, and they just they like the the moment the threshold time comes and goes, and it's just like what the what's going on? It's supposed to be there. These sons of you know just like screaming, cursing, Microsoft, all this kind of stuff. Mm. Oh yeah. And yeah. Then this this is like this moment of zen, like maybe like five minutes later, because it's like oh there it is, like it's there. Mm-hmm. You know, oh God, I, I hope people start downloading. And you realize what you're watching is something that, that we rarely get a good glimpse at, which is when a creator puts something out there and doesn't really know what it's going to do, but is so excited because the world is going to get a chance to experience it for the first time. And we really don't, in many ways, this is TV, film, you know, video games, books, all these kinds of things, even, even things you know, like internet videos and things like that. It, it, 
we don't get a great sense of of the kind of the behind the scenes shot of okay it's out there what are people going to think of this i'm so excited i i got i got to start seeing what people think of this game right that i created or i spent the last 4 years working on right mm-hmm. that was probably my favorite part and it was all tied to the digital distribution of the game that they made if they'd shipped you know discs I, I think it would have been a very different movie. Oh, certainly. Oh, certainly. Uh, is that what you were getting at? I, I don't know. I, probably. I, I was reaching. Probably something yeah. like that. I just kind of wanted to, I, I know that I've been wanting, I saw it like two months ago and I wanted to talk about indie game, the movie on this podcast for a while. I kept forgetting, but anyway, yes. Yeah. So that's so good. good. Yeah. So, you know, and, and in terms of the, in terms of the past, right. Um, the, the good old games example is perfect, but I, I will even use examples that aren't necessarily the good old games kind of variety where there are games that aren't really even that old. Right. I mean, so, you know, you can pick up games that are two, three years old at, uh, at great prices now in ways that are fully compatible with your system. You don't have to worry about the software packaging that, that, that were shipped at retail. It, it just, it just makes sense. Right. This is, this is consumption of video games for the internet age. I recently saw, actually it was today, a, a talk from like 1989 by Jeff Bezos of the man who created Amazon. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's an amazing thing. It's like on C-SPAN. He's talking, about, he's talking to a room full of publishers. It's an hour long. It's not to be missed. It's fantastic. But he, he similar thing. Right? He's like, crap. Like, how do we build, you know, what, what, what can I do here that will latch on to the technology of the internet but gives people access to something they don't have access to normally, right? Hmm. And books became his way in. Hmm. You know, video games are, are an equally cool way in, right? We're just kind of catching up oh, yeah. in many ways in video <clears throat> games to what the technology is capable of doing. And I guess what I'm thankful for is that I'm glad we're there. Yeah, we are, definitely with PCs, getting there with console games, so. And and that's only a matter of time too, you know. Now that uh, now that everybody's talking about backward compatibility, that's another thing we didn't mention was the the, the concept that PS2 backward compatibility apparently is being worked on for the PS4. I think that's a particularly shrewd move by Sony. Um, I don't know if you read anything about this. But, I, I, have anything I, I did. Uh, not a lot I, to say, but I mean, it's it's interesting. Um, I think it's very shrewd, right? Instead of trying to basically say, hey, don't buy our last generation console. console. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not only that, I, that's easy. That's the easiest thing to say. Well, okay, they have the most popular console of all time. Why don't they just put that one on it? Fair enough. Good point. Remove that and say this. Instead of just making backward compatibility with a PS3, like that's that's a console you can still buy right now, still supported. They still have games. That, right, it's, it's, it's very current technology. Mm-hmm. We're going to bring to our current platform the older stuff, the stuff that's easier to emulate, the stuff that people actually do have nostalgia for. That we can bring forward, right? And I think that's a really good move. In some ways, it kind of skirts the whole Microsoft thing and makes it look a little silly. Because now they like, oh, yeah, we got 100 games you can run on our last console that you could buy on a retail shelf and we still support and make games for. You can play a hundred of those on a new system. Mm-hmm. To me, the best way to, to 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 drive around that for Sony is to say, "Yeah, you can have that. That's fine. If you want the old generation console, it's right over there, and it costs you know a hundred bucks. Or you can buy our new system, and you can enjoy your PlayStation Two games. That's cool as hell." Well, yeah, but do we know if that that would be the case, or will it be we, some, similar to Microsoft's model? 
we we don't know we don't know but what i do know is that sony it, i think in my mind is more capable of pulling that off because they they did so much stuff in house mm-hmm. um publishing development and otherwise whereas microsoft especially in the early days did not so um part of the reason they can't get a lot of those games remade is because of the licensing and so on and so forth i think sony's going to have an easier path to navigate there call me crazy yeah, I mean, uh, Silver Silver Ogre makes a good point in the chat about how really the, the most important uh, part about PlayStation 2 emulation is uh, making sure they look decent on a 1080p TV. <clears throat> yeah. Which is, I think, why more often than not, beyond, you know, milking it, is why you see a lot of HD remakes of those old games for, uh, well, uh, mostly for PS2 and PS3 and Xbox, or sorry, Xbox 360 and such. Yeah, <clears throat> because I, they got to upscale yeah. it somehow. One of our favorite games of all time, Heroes of Might and Magic Three, recently got a an HD remake, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> it is awful. It's a perfect example <laughs> of how terrible a 3D remake, or not a 3D, but an HD remake can be. Um, anyway, we do need to go down that path. Yeah, folks. Uh, hopefully, you have seen a few things that we're thankful for in gaming and otherwise. I, I, we, there's a lot more, right? I'm thankful for. You you opened up the, the the can of worms and not necessarily being related to games, but you know I, I'm thankful there are series like uh, this is piggybacking off of you right like like Game of Thrones that's yeah. yearly that doesn't you know it's not trying to be The Walking Dead where it's around year round all the time you know it's got its moment in the sun we walk away we come back fresh and ready to rock and roll mm-hmm. I'm thankful for those kinds of things you know thankful that it's kind of cool to be a geek now. Oh, yeah. Because there's so many shows that are kind of geeky and geek-related. Um, there's a lot for us. Although that's another conversation I want to have about things oh, like yeah. the state of science fiction versus, say, fantasy or superhero. But uh, genres. Stay tuned on that. Yeah. yeah, stay tuned on that one. We'll, we'll, we'll definitely dive deeper into that one. Overall, I'd say there's a lot to be thankful for this year. Not bad. Not a bad year. Also, we had, not- we had Back to the Future Day, which is pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good too. I mean, the 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 uh, the fact that that was all over the news for a whole day, yeah, shows how that kind of geekiness uh, permeates our culture at this point. So it's pervasive. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, folks, let's move on to something we we really had to sh- cut short last time, um, which was the question and answer portion of the program which I know you guys like to ask questions and, and there's always uh, some cool content there. If you have a question about the topic du jour this evening, what you're thankful for, let us know. Uh, or you'd like to let us know uh, what those kinds of things might look like, please let us know. Otherwise, you have questions about the news and notes or you want to ask a question about anything else, Thanksgiving, uh, whatever might be coming up, please do. To ask a question, all you have to do is tweet at It's the Commodore. Send your questions there. We've already got a bunch of them. We will answer them. The best of them live on the air. Even the worst of them. Even the worst of them when I don't have access to chat. And maybe all I'll be doing is asking the questions that that uh, people put on Twitter. So anyway, you got questions? Ask me there. I'm all over it. Okay. Eat, then eat it. Then eat it. Shit, <laughs> cram it right down your throats. You got questions? Eat it. You got questions? Let, eat it. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Tanner asks, now the cloud is confirmed... What are some other characters from non-Nintendo games that you think could make it into Smash? It's a great question. Dude, I, I, we already talked about this. Well, the door's wide open now. 
If yeah, if, if you if you if you gave me fifty, no joke, if you gave me fifty guesses, I would not have guessed Cloud. Would you have got Cloud and fifty guesses? No. I may have inside info as to what one of them uh, might be, so I can't say. Uh, okay, well then don't don't do that. Segmenting that part of my brain away. And if I guess it, saying what? Would you like smile, or would you would you just say, "Oh no, that's totally not it." I'll do both. Okay, good. Um, sorry, the question was third party, third yeah. party characters. Uh, you you well, non Nintendo. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, third party. So so you give like, you give a yeah. few, you give like three that you think are most likely to to show up because we know they're not done adding adding, oh, adding more. Yeah, I can go first uh, if you'd like. Good. The one I don't think will happen, but I would love to see is Simon Belmont. Just because oh, that that would be phenomenal. That would that would fill up basically all of the classic NES characters right there. Uh, you know, yeah. Mega Man, Mario, Link, Simon Belmont. Come on, that'd be awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, the Ice Climbers are in a damn game. Simon Belmont should be in the frigging game. Mm-hmm. Um, what could be in there? I think um, some likely possibilities are Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight. Um, it's a great. That's a great one because they seem uh, Yacht Club game seems to has a good working relationship with Nintendo. They even have an amiibo for Shovel that's Knight. Cool. Uh, yeah. I think Bayonetta would be a good one uh, for similar reasons. A good working relationship with Nintendo. Bayonetta 2 came out on Wii U. Yeah. Um, let me think of a third one. Those are the two ones that I think are most like... Man, there's a third one I was thinking of too. Um, <laughs> I could see um, somebody like maybe Jill Valentine from Resident Evil. Because there were Resident Evil, yeah, maybe like Leon from Resident Evil. Bomberman would be a very good one. Andy, Bomberman would be a great one. The chat. Um, I've thought about Bomberman before. I'm. I think that would be a great one for them to have. Who owns Bomberman at this point? Like Bomberman's Hudson, but is Hudson a company? Hudson still around? I I didn't. They were still around. Um, actually, it's a good question. I could also dig. Here's a here's a crossover for you. You ready for the crossover of the century? Okay. I could dig pulling in a fighting game character. Okay. That's not kind of in the same vein. So like a Street Fighter Two character. Well, they like Chun Li. They pulled in Ken. They got Ken, but I mean something that's like exotic. I want some, I, some cause Ken, Ken's Ken not kind exotic of, enough. The Ken the Ken fighter is is so generic. It's it's just it's a guy in a robe. Like I'm talking like Dalsim, somebody that can like stretch across the screen or Blanca that can like, you know, light the place up with electricity. That to me is exciting. Ken is kind of blase. Uh, oh, you know what? There was that hoax a, little, a few months ago where someone did a really good video hoaxing and uh, uh, making it look like Rayman was going to be a good uh, a, a one that was pulled in. Rayman, Rayman. I mean, I would, that wouldn't excite me, but that could be a potential interesting one i mean that would make sense i'll put it that way uh and also yeah banjo kazooie would be a uh, one that would make sense although conquer from conquer's bad for a day yeah good luck that will never happen <laughs> it would be cute as hell though like you just see this little squirrel running around like shooting people with fart guns what i find um, interesting though is how these things go in cycles like when smash brothers brawl was coming out it seemed it seemed to me at least like like everyone was clamoring for Gino from Super um um Super uh 
uh, uh, Super Mario RPG, duh. Oh yeah, and, which was yeah. like fairly obscure character to want, but it seemed like everyone yeah. really wanted that. And then when this, since then, since the new Smash Brothers came out, I haven't heard much of a peep. It's like everyone just had this thing where they really wanted Geno in the middle of two thousand six for some, or seven for some reason, and then they forgot. It's like that is just weird. Uh, people won't shut up about Ridley. I mean, that's not a third party character. King K. Rule mm-hmm. would be interesting, but whatever. Um, yeah. Anyway. There's there's a lot of possibilities. Toe Jam and Earl would be interesting. Toe Jam and Earl. I don't know if they get away with that. I, don't, I mean, look, you know, anything's possible. I know. Anything we, is possible. I, w- I would love to see uh, a Final Fantasy character from one of the Super Nintendo. That, that, when I first read the question, that's, that's interestingly what I was thinking of is is kind of why wouldn't they just pull from Final Fantasies that actually were on Nintendo systems? Well, a lot of people are thinking this might be a prelude to the Final Fantasy VII remake being released for the NX, mm, which mm-hmm. could happen. Dropping bombs. Dropping bombs right now. That'd be really... Yeah. In- especially because in kind of, almost, but not really, Dragon Quest Eleven was like the first unofficial game announced for the NX. Mm. Kind of. There's still some debate about whether or not Square Enix let something out of the bag there when they announced uh, Dragon Quest Eleven. But anyway, RPGness um, is 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 interesting. Seeing, seeing the RPG nature nature of something like the NX would yeah is interesting to me. We're getting really JRPGs. we're getting entombed in this question. We need to move on. Yeah, we're getting we're getting bogged down. All that's, right, that's let's let's move on. Um, Everyone who hates Smash Brothers is like, oh my god, please move on, eat it. Yeah, please eat it. Um, Morgan asks, which RPG world would you not want to live in? Uh, Fallout. All of them? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fallout. Uh, and that's, so I, that's why I have not been able to get as much into the Fallout games as compared to Skyrim. I, th- yeah. I think for the same reason you are. It's like the setting is... Like, who, yeah. do I really want to explore a post-apocalyptic wasteland? I'm not so much into that as as like say a a an awesome fantasy world where I can go to like towers of magic and and citadels and things like that. And it's like as opposed to bombed out poop holes. Um, anyway, sub question, sub question yeah. before before I answer, what do you think about the Skyrim? I'm sorry. The Elder Scrolls phenomenon that that now is is permeates Fallout in its new iterations, where you can basically become the head cheese, the head honcho, in everything all at once. Like you can be the oh. the head of the Mage Guild, the head of the Thieves Guild, the in the Brave Companions, blah 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 blah, and the Dragonborn all at the same time. The Brave. What do you think? The Brave Companions from Game of Thrones. Did I just? This is Brave Companions. Oh my God. <laughs> it, show, it shows you which one I've done. It shows you which which I have digested more recently. You're gonna be Vargo Hote. Vargo Hote from the yeah. That's that'll work. That'll work great. Um, what do I think about it? Yeah, yeah I'm interested to fine. get your perspective because I know you like Skyrim. Yeah, Skyrim. I, I mean, I had to stop. I had to put it down. Otherwise, I was gonna not do all that stuff. eat ever again. But yeah, yeah. Um, I see. I, I kind of have a problem with it. I'm I, I'm yeah. fine with it. Yeah. But at the same time, it is very samey. It's like, oh, yeah. it, it's kind of like with you know a lot of superhero movies where it's like, oh, okay, we're gonna go save the world again. Okay. Again, 
and it's, it's like oh, this I'm, person that is infallible and, yeah. and saves like, the world in every way again. It's like, oh, I'm the strongest thing in the universe again right. in this game. Right. You know, and right. so there's some, I, I have not tried this, but I have seen uh, some suggestions for mods for Skyrim that are very interesting. Things like you are not the Dragonborn. You basically yeah. like don't have these Dragonborn powers. You're not super powerful. Uh, you have a random starting location. Basically, like you don't start like the story doesn't go the way the story right. goes. You start right. at a random place in the world and you have to live, try to oh find God. a way to live doing that. Yeah. You have to like go and you have to work and you have to like just be one of these peons. Right. You know, it's like that's interesting. Slaughtering hogs for experience points. Yeah. It's like I don't um, know how necessarily fun that might be. I can no. see that getting boring <laughs> or, or oh, frustrating yeah. very quickly, but it's very interesting that people had that idea. It's like a series of mods that yeah. I don't know what they're called, but they basically make you a regular person well, in this world and yeah. see if you can make it, basically. Here again is the, the resurgence of the PC because modding for Skyrim was, was so active on the PC. Um, yeah, I, <laughs> Silver Ogre in the chat. Then I met the president again. Again, Gump. yeah, basically you're Forrest Gump in these games. You, you are Forrest Gump in these games, and I, I don't mind being special. I don't mind seeing, you know, but I would kind of rather see, you know, instead of every storyline coming together, I'd rather see kind of a cut through it, and then another cut through it, and then another cut through it. So you can replay the game and take different cuts and different slices through the game. Mm-hmm. That uh, seems to me to be a little more. I don't know. Th- then again, I don't make these games, and and I love Skyrim, so who knows. <laughs> um, I mean, it doesn't so make I'm it a bad saying, game, but yeah, I can see no. that being a little boring with the sameness of oh, "I gotta save the world again." Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, Psychopather asks, "What are your thoughts on pennies? They seem to be pointless. <laughs> so, what steps can we take to eliminate them from circulation?" I love this question. I, this I, is, I do too. How, what steps can you take? Lobby your congressman. Yeah. I mean, didn't yeah. uh, Canada get rid of the penny? I think so. I think they did. Uh, basically, I mean, like, they just round up or down to the nearest five-cent mark. Yeah. But I agree. Yeah, pennies suck. Uh, we Pennies are kind of useless. We, we waste more money on pennies than we... How much does it cost? They're actually worth? Yeah, the, yeah. the, the mint loses a mint's worth of money on pennies. Um, yeah. Good. I see what you did. Get it? How much does... Oops. How much does the earth weigh? No, Google. How... <laughs> How much. much does the earth weigh? Okay, Google. If how I go, much does the earth weigh? If I go into Google and I put in how much, it says, how much house can I afford? How much is a stamp? Oh. How much is Amazon Prime? How much? Wow. How much is Amazon Prime? Repping the competition. That's great. Uh, how much does the president make? That's one of the big How ones. much wood could a woodchuck chuck? Oh, I, already, I literally asked that of Google this morning. It said something like 600 pounds or something like that. Wow, that's great. No, seriously. Okay, Google. Okay, Google. Hello? How much wood could a woodchuck chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood? A woodchuck could chuck as much wood as a woodchuck would chuck if a woodchuck could chuck wood. <laughs> oh, also about 700 pounds, it says right there. That's awesome. Um, that is, that's fantastic. Uh, and what was I asking? How much does a penny cost? We're getting yeah, to me. so to me. far. This is a question. A Someone field. asked this question. Um, oh, there's a chart about how much it costs to make a penny. 
There's a there's there are matrices that indicate. But yeah, pe- kinds of pennies. Pennies suck. I'm totally for getting rid of them. Seriously. Yeah, I'm, I'm for getting rid of pennies. I, I, I'm 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 almost to the point where I'm ready to get rid of cash because cash is. I I try not to use cash if I can. Uh, it's one one point six seven cents to mint a penny, and that's after they got rid of a lot of the copper. They're not. I mean, you remember from our chemistry classes in high school, the inside of a of a penny has not contained copper since 1982. It's just a copper shell. I think it's zinc right. on the inside. So yeah. zinc. So poop. eat that. Eat that zinc. It's good for you. Eat zinc. <laughs> um, man, I don't even know how to follow that up. Um, <laughs> With another question. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Let's see. Luscious Showcase asks. Luscious Showcase. That's what, it's what it is, baby. That's what I'm reading it <laughs> right here. Are modern games hampered by the fact that it's become such big business and people making the games no longer play games? I think that's an. I think that's a. It's an incorrect generalization. That's a. That's an overgeneralization. I think that there probably are a lot of people that don't have the time to play games i think a lot of yeah making still do play games people get into the industry for all sorts of reasons i mean uh, that's not to say there aren't a lot of people that probably are just there for like whatever this this is a job i I do coding um is it hampered by it um it can be if that uh you know you have and we discussed last week mobile gaming yeah. And kind of the bubble going on there where you have certain companies that basically kind of just steal might be a strong word, but they repackage games that already exist out there and not really value adding much to it. Uh, but they can be really successful doing that, depending if they hit the zeitgeist at the right time and uh, stuff like that. You, you really wonder about the, uh, the, the uh, not the bona fides, but the the help me out here. I have no idea what the hell you're trying to say. <laughs> so or else I would totally help you out here. Um, I, I was like, you're like, oh yeah, the the the, uh, the bona fides. Uh, like what the like what are you talking about? <laughs> like I can define that term. It won't help you though. Uh, um, okay, never mind. I'm aborting that. My, that train, old train of thought, which crashed Cancel into thought. a it Cancel cr- thought. crashed into a ravine. Yeah, that was bad. I, so to answer the question, I do not <laughs> think games are hampered by the fact that that gaming in general has become big business. Nor do I think uh, people that make games no longer play games. I think, I think people do. The only reason they wouldn't play games is because they have jobs making them. Um, just like any of us has have jobs that keep us from playing video games. Um, but I. I the, I think as a cultural phenomenon, you know, games have gained legitimacy because they're such big business to a certain extent, but they also are looked at with much greater cynicism because they're such big business. So, you know, mm-hmm. six to six to one, half dozen to the other. I feel, um, I feel tired. If, yeah. Well, <laughs> after your abortion on the sentence there, that was... All right. Uh, All right. Let's see. How about a little? How about a little pond life question? What are your absolute musts for Thanksgiving dinner? Do you have any special traditions? Yep. 
I'd say my only musts are turkey and cranberry sauce. I need cranberry sauce or it's not Thanksgiving. I can't, I can't do cranberry sauce. What? Yeah. Man, I, I could eat cranberry I sauce like straight out of the can with a spoon cranberries all are the, year round. The devil's berry. No, it's not the devil's berry. The devil's berry is it's like grapefruit. It's like why would anyone ever eat this? <laughs> yeah, I know. Grapefruit is kind of grapefruit is kind of bad. Grapefruits grapefruits suck. They're terrible. They taste awful. And if you suck on oh. a grapefruit, you're gonna hurt yourself. Why? It's a bad, terrible thing. Anyone in the chat who eats grapefruits, why? Why would you why would you uh, it's, you it's eat, kind of a method of like self flagellation uh, you start you start the day beating yourself in the head uh, with something awful like hey instead of breakfast I'll eat a grapefruit today I would literally rather eat Brussels sprouts for breakfast than grapefruit uh, I don't know about Seriously. that at least I could get some citrusy no no it makes me cringe Brussels just, sprouts? Ugh, nah, no grapefruit makes me cringe just thinking about tasting it oh my god Cranberries make your bladder happy. Well, you know what else makes your bladder happy? A good old <laughs> prostate exam. <laughs> wow. Does that make it happy? <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on how it's done. Um, what, are, what do I like? You know what? It's funny about turkey. It's like, yeah, turkey is a Thanksgiving thing. I could really give or take or leave turkey. If, if, if I went to some place for Thanksgiving dinner and they're like, here's ham instead of turkey, I'd be like, okay, cool, ham. Whatever. Yeah, I like chicken yeah. much more than turkey. Anyway, I but I but I like turkey. Turkey is good. Turkey's a must for Thanksgiving. I'm not saying I can't eat ham on Thanksgiving, but I can't only eat ham. I need turkey. Okay. I need turkey, bubble gum, and soda. Great. All right. So Great is the um, jizz. okay. So the thing I do like, okay. I have to have, is uh, my mom's uh, green beans because they're Ooh. delicious. They are green beans. Well, it's not just green beans. It's like green beans and garlic and breadcrumbs uh, and I don't know. Uh, like, I don't even know exactly. I can't remember exactly what goes into it. Like oil, basically. Uh, uh, so it's like not good for you. Basically, yes. it, it makes green beans not good for you, which means that they're tasty. Thanksgiving in general is not good for you. Oh, no. It's not supposed to be. So No. Uh, it's good for your soul. Yeah. I don't have any really kind of crazy traditions like that. That's that's a good one. Um, oh, mashed cauliflower is good with cheese. That is true. Never had that. Now I'm getting hungry. Uh, I need to learn how to make a turkey for the first time tomorrow morning. It's easy. Don't worry about it. Okay. I'm just going to throw it in a bag and be like, are you done yet? Yeah. Well, make it a tent. <laughs> make a tent. Not a bag, but a tent. No, no, literally a fun. bag. Oven bag. Oh, you're just going to put... Yeah, I guys. Yeah. what you were saying. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Don't worry about it. Um, your, your only enemy in cooking... You have two enemies when cooking a turkey. One... Is dry turkey. Uh, that's that's and that's really. The, oh, I see what you're saying. Dry turkey. Yeah, well, that's cases, what that's what the bag helps with. You know, it keeps the it, juices in. Bingo. Yeah, but it, I, but it's not a guarantee. If you cook it too long, it will still be dry. I did make not as the main course, but as a side, I did make um, sushi for Thanksgiving dinner once. You made sushi. Yeah, for Thanksgiving dinner, it was good. There was still turkey. I just also made some sushi. I'm not, I'm not saying because of what you ate. I'm fa I can't get past the fact that you made it. I didn't think you could make a can of green beans. I can make a can of green beans too. Okay. I can't I'm make impressed. Them, I can't make it. I know. Right? Me impressed. I know. I will. Yes. 
Um, you have the little sushi making kit. Well, I got the little thing that you the the mat. Yeah, you know right. it is a pain in the butt. It's a kit. Um, and and uh, I can make toast, and that's I can make good. I can make almond croissants, and that's pretty much the extent of what I can make. Almond croissants is pretty impressive too. I could I could dig that. I did that at my company's uh, turkey or uh, turkey turkey day potluck last week. It's good. <laughs> See, that's good. I like that. Yeah. Um. All right. Let's get a couple more of these. How about that? <laughs> Um, let's see. Broccolope mm, asks. Broccolope is delicious for uh, Thanksgiving is dinner. fantastic for Thanksgiving. Broccolope asks, favorite work of classic English literature? Uh, in- English as in British? Yeah. Or English as in the language? I think. And I classic think, meaning like what era? I think he is speaking specifically <clears throat> about English as in British. Not English as in the language. I have one. Wuthering Heights? Wuthering Heights. Wuthering Heights is my favorite work of classic English literature. Is that actually your answer? It is my answer. I knew it was. <laughs> I, uh, how, bad, how bad is that? We'd be good on the newlywed game. Yeah, that's true. What is I your favorite? I, can't, I, I, I know... I'm trying to think what your what yours would be. I, cause I, I don't think uh, you're going to get mine. I don't think I'd get yours either because I don't remember you particularly liking any of the works of classic English literature. Well, I did take a class. <laughs> yes, I know. This is why. I know, I know you wouldn't like any of them. No. I, I took a class my freshman year in college, a survey of medieval British literature, mm-hmm. which was actually pretty interesting. I liked the teacher quite a bit. Um yeah. Well, he was a TA uh, or a grad student, but whatever. Um, But all more in English. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think what I liked most out of that was uh, Paradise Lost. Yep, you're right. I wouldn't have gotten that. (laughs) But it's seriously really interesting. Really good. Um, If you got some time, just go ahead and go to that one. By John Um, Milton. That's a see. That's a random. That, I, I like when people ask random ass questions. Oh, that, we get lots just, of those. It just fields everything moving forward. Um, all right, why don't we do one more, um, and we'll call it an evening. Sound good? Okay. It's a question that I, I know everyone is asking. I know you wanted to partic- particularly talk about this uh, this evening. So we've got uh, Zach is asking. I know mm. everyone's asking this time of year. Any he, details? He's a Lego maniac. On this, uh, yeah, on this year's marathon of awesomeness. Yes. Oh, you the want, the, you want are, the detail? The details are that we're not having one. <laughs> no. So uh, after surveying the landscape of this December uh, for for both Commodore and I's lives, uh, we realized it would be very difficult to have a marathon this December. Uh and get together and be able to do that since we live a thousand miles apart. Yep. Particularly, well, I mean, if we were going to do it, it was going to be scaled down anyway to like two days instead of three, for example. Uh, So I think, so, so no, I know what, what we've decided upon right now is uh, we are going to do a marathon, a charity marathon at some point in the new year when we are able to, when Commodore is able to get some time to come down, 
and we can do it right for a couple days. We're going to uh, scale down on things like physical prizes uh, specifically because that is a major headache to try to get things to people across the world and not get them lost in the mail, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, which yeah. I makes me just feel like an awful person or whatever. Someone does not get their stuff. Um, yep. But... Um, yeah, so so postponed for the time being. Uh, however, having said that, I fully encourage people to donate to charity, either time or or funds. Uh, time, in many ways, can be more important than funds. I know there's lots mm-hmm. of local charities everywhere that need some help, uh, especially during this time of year, especially where it gets really cold, um, where they get things like 130 inches of snow. <clears throat> <clears throat> yeah. I don't know any, any places like that. And um, yeah, I, or even and just little things like I, I've mentioned this previously on the uh, on the on during these uh, Echo Screen lives, but things like smile.amazon.com. If you just buy all your st- I buy everything off of Amazon. So if you just buy your stuff off of Amazon, a percentage of the money that you would have paid anyway will go to the charity of your choice. You can pick tons of different charities. All you need to do is just buy your stuff through smile.amazon.com instead of www.amazon.com. It's a really good service that Amazon does. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything. So I highly suggest checking that out. Yeah, that's, that's, that's a cool thing. I even, they do some, it's some good work down there. I even do a thing. I have a thing in my Chrome browser, an, an extension that automatically sends me to smile.amazon.com if I just put in amazon.com. So, hmm. See? Look at that. Yeah. Uh, Silver Ogre. Uh, there's some good stuff in the chat. Silver Ogre says donating old winter jackets is always good for charity. I was reading something today about how... Um, like homeless shelters always need donations of socks and that's like the thing they get mm. least, you know? So that's, yeah. a, that's a cheap thing that you can pick something oh, up yeah. and, and send them yeah. out. So, uh, so you yeah, you have to send your stinky ones. Just go get, just go buy some new ones. Yeah. So, uh, though we're not doing a charity marathon this December, we will be doing one at some point and I still encourage people yeah. to help out however they can this holiday season right. or throughout the year. Yeah, and I think uh, the other thing is to, to, that is important, right? We're not giving up on that that concept. Um, it's not like we're abandoning it. It's not like we're going anywhere. Um, it's it's it, it just ended up being kind of an inconvenient thing for us that was kind of difficult to navigate in general. Um, but uh, you know, I I think I think it was the right thing. Let's put it that way. I think it was the right thing. Yes. All right. So. Um. Uh, yeah, man, we got to work on some of these technical issues, man. I we. and me specifically, I will I will figure out some of these things before we speak next. But uh, guaranteed, the next time we get together, we will not have the same kind of technical issues. I've already thwarted several of them on my end, so I just have a couple of more of them to work out, and then we will have a flawless, seamless video podcast moving forward. A flawless victory. Flawless. Um, victory there is one thing i want to say yeah how about, how about that how about how about how about uh shao khan from mortal Kombat and smash brothers yeah that, that that's likely yeah. totally yeah it'll be great and when and when he hits people sweat will come out of them <laughs> well it's a nintendo system man you, you can't hit somebody and have blood come out oh you're a terrible person I um am. Man, I was I was trying to look up how much over. So this was we've done six charity marathons. 
Yeah. I'm trying to think about how much money has been donated over all those years. Uh, thanks to all you fine folks. Uh, I can't remember my login for the uh, Rezu website, so I'm going to have to go off the top mm. of my head. But <laughs> it's been... It's been in the neighborhood of sixty-five thousand dollars. Yeah, I was going to say charities. sixty to seventy. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, thanks to all you fine folks, you guys donate yeah. the money. We just dance like monkeys for you guys. So it's yeah. really all you guys, and thank you very much for all that support over the years. Uh, we totally yeah. still want to do marathons, uh, charity marathons. Uh, just. Yeah. As life gets more complicated, it gets harder to do such things, unfortunately. Well, the, the you know, th there's another thing on going on here too, which is if you know, I, I of course watch people that make videos like we do, right? Mm -hmm. And and one of the things I'm always struck by is how many people are doing not necessarily the same thing that we're doing, but are doing the same thing as each other right now, right? Um, everybody's got their you know top eight finest link hats from nintendo right mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um and and i think you and i both appreciate the fact that the reason we started the site was to not do what everybody else was doing mm -hmm. right um so you know i whenever we make any kind of videos we try not to do that kind of stuff that just and i don't, I don't mean specifically that i mean everything that everybody else is doing so one of the things that that, that really happened since we started doing the marathon six years ago is that a lot of people do these things, and they, um, they are they do it really well, uh, and they do it really. Well. I like Chakal in the in the chats just saying like really hyped for awesome games done quick, which is like the yes. grandpap. Like they those guys are ridiculous uh, yeah. at how good they are at these games. They're extraordinarily entertaining, and they like routinely pull in a million dollars for charity every year. And they um, should because it's amazing because it's about the spectacle. Right? Oh, With us, it's, it's about the cheap, crappy humor and ridiculousness. And you know, ridiculous. <laughs> General, generally, how bad we are at games. So you know, it's it's a different it's a different program, and I, I think we we want to make sure that what we're putting out there is still unique, and is still fresh, and isn't just kind of rehashing what's happened before. Kind of like what we said about Nintendo before, right? We're not just kind of throwing out another iteration. We want to make sure it's still fun and it's still fresh, even if it is more of similar kinds of things. Mm -hmm. Yep. So now we got our full analog. My, All right, folks. So, uh, what's two weeks from now? When, when are people going to see us again? Well, they will see us in two weeks on December Wednesday, December ninth, nice. uh, and that should be our last uh, Echo Screen Live of 2015. Yes. So maybe we'll make it a good one for you that time. Yeah, yeah. I think we already got. Uh, we'll think about like, it. Like, like like your idea there. So, um, I, I you know we will. We will. I'll get some of these technical issues sorted out. We'll we'll get that worked out. Um, I foresee a great future. I don't want to end this on a negative note. That we're you know maybe we're not doing the marathon this year. Let's leave it on a positive note, which oh. I think is that I don't. I see a long future for this show in particular um, because we both love doing this. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's tremendous fun. We 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 think we could do a lot better in terms of audience if we actually put some focus on it and knocked out our technical issues. <laughs> so thank you all for, for hanging with us for all that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, don't, don't, we're, we're not going anywhere. This is yeah. a show that we love to do and we'll continue to do for the foreseeable future. And though infrequent uh, other shows that we do. Yes. Have not. Ended. Yeah, I, I have. Yeah. So. And I, exactly. That's true. And I, I have some ideas around that too, because I, I actually have 
a concept for a new show. So, oh my goodness, I'm, I've been working, man. I haven't just been working on technical issues. I've been working. And one so, o- one other thing to make people excited for whenever we do the marathon, Voyeur Two will totally be happening. I have that now. I do have it, and I've only played yeah. it like twice. I looked it up. Really- the the day after the last marathon ended, I'm like, can we actually download this? Yes, we can. Okay, we're yes, going to we do it. And I got it as soon as I got back, and I played it, and it is really, really tough. The first one's tough. This one's tougher. <laughs> um, okay, folks. Well, uh, other than knowing that Voyeur 2 for the CDI actually never did get launched but does exist on the Internet, uh, we hope you learned something from uh, from this particular podcast as we say, thank you for hanging with us during all of our technical issues and for starting late. We, we promise we'll get better on that. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Um, anyway, but uh, we'll see you guys in two weeks. Thank you for all your feedback. We will. Uh, we hope you enjoyed tonight's show. For Rue, I am the Commodore from the Clan of the Gray Wolf, and there is no reset button. And Thanksgiving tomorrow, be sure to eat it. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat it. It broke. Cooper, what are you thankful for this Thanksgiving? Really? Do you like meow? Really? Oh, oh, really? Okay. Oh, what? You shouldn't say that on on even live streams on the internet. There are limits. Hey, hey, hey! I've had it's enough. A family show. I've had enough of your potty mouth, Mister.